This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to That Millwall Podcast. Uh, we have an episode this evening of The Inside Man with Adam uh, from Norwich who covers uh, for, or writes for the Pink and Paper. Adam, how are you? I'm very well, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to the game on Saturday. I think it should be should be a good one. And we're joined by a regular panellist um, with a, a nice tan as, as he's back off of his holiday. Ben, how are you? It's a good, good, really strong golfer's turn, mate. White as anything, body, red all around the sides. But yeah, no, really well. Thank you. Looking forward to tonight's show. Good, good. Um, good, good to have you back on. Obviously, after you've been, been away. Um, <clears throat> so, of course, the the Lions um, head into into the next game and, and face tough opposition in in Norwich. Um, obviously, Mill will sit fifth in the table, and Norwich currently sit two points behind us in seventh. Adam, um, I think it's safe to say that we're probably a lot of a lot of change since the last fixture. Um, I actually I was at Carrow Road um, where, where you guys beat us two 0 and I think it was quite comfortable. But it, obviously, you guys have had a change of manager and a lot's changed since then. Um, I'm assuming, and, and from what I read and see, uh, for the positive, for the better. Yeah, it was a, a very difficult eighteen months under Dean Smith. He he never really built a relationship with our fans, and that's always um, something that. Typically doesn't really end very well for Norwich City managers. The the ones down the past that have failed to do that often get the get the the sack very shortly after. And Dean Smith let, oh, was his fate uh, in the end. Norwich were, were losing games pretty pretty poorly. Uh, there wasn't really a style of football, no identity. Uh, we hadn't won a home game for about three months, four months, which you know Carrow was really a fortress in the championship in, in previous seasons. So for that to to be such a, a problem again, it was. Um, was another big issue and then obviously came around to the Christmas time we lost to Luton um, 2-1 and and that was the the one that saw Dean Smith sacked and then there was kind of the, the optimism around the air a bit again about who we were going to appoint and our, our sport director Stuart Webber's worked with David Wagner previously at Huddersfield and had lots of great success and obviously Norwich had Daniel Farker which is obviously sort of similarities in terms of both being German and similar sort of playing style so I think there was probably the expectation that it was going to work um, and the early signs would be quite positive. We, we picked up 16 points from available 24 under him and it's kind of gone from a season where it looked like it was maybe petering out towards mid-table to a little bit more optimism about probably a, a playoff push now and a chance to sort of test ourselves against like, the likes of you guys where we can actually be competitive and, and feel 
well, fairly optimistic going into a game rather than very pessimistic, which was uh, very much the case under Dean Smith. And obviously, from from that fixture, Ben, <clears throat> from from our point of view, I think about at that point it was very early on in the season. Um, Gary Rowett was um, playing, obviously, his preferred formation of five at the back. A lot's changed for the Lions since then as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, a lot for the better for us. Change of formation, change of fortunes. Um, it certainly helped. I think what we spoke about last night on the spaces, it's freed up the likes of Billy Mitchell to get on the ball more. I think we've seen Savile benefit from going into a two in midfield as well. Um, and generally, we just look more, much more of a threat going forward now. But we still seem to be very strong defensively, despite giving, obviously, away a two-goal lead the other night. We won't go into that too much. But, yeah, generally, we, we still seem pretty solid back and certainly now look, look, look much more of a threat going forward. If, if I remember, and just a shout-out to our, our main man, Vogie, did he hit the bar against Norwich with a, with a decent effort? In the in the reverse picture, um, I'll be honest with you. I can't. I remember bits of the game. I, I mean, I remember them for the wrong reasons. As I say I travelled with my, a good friend of mine who is a Norwich fan, and um, yeah, the journey back wasn't wasn't particularly great. I remember more getting a lot of stick uh, uh, rather than anything else. But um, <clears throat> from what I remember, that, that to be honest with you, I think we'd Fleming hadn't played. Uh, Norwich didn't really have to do an awful lot to beat us on the night. And it just sort of petered out into a comfortable 2-0 two, two victory. So I, I'm not quite sure if he did. Um, Adam, <clears throat> just to, to bring you back in, at the moment Norwich going pretty well. I think it's 10 points from the last five. I did read earlier on today that top scorer Josh Sargent might be um, missing the game on Saturday. But obviously Timo Puki has come back. Uh, is that a hindrance, not having Sargent? Is Puki... Obviously, from what we've seen previously, Pookie is a you know a prolific striker at this level. But but would their preference be to have Sergeant over him or? Yeah, they've sort of been switched around this season. I mean, Dean Smith kind of only operated with a, a one striker up front sort of formation, um, typically a, a four-two-three-one. So Pookie often was kind of the sole striker, and Sergeant was often shifted out to the wing, which is obviously not his preferred position. He would rather be century through the middle but but since Wagner's come in he kind of likes to play with two strikers so he's often utilised Puki and Sargent in, in the same uh, side but Sargent's not really been the same player he had like a really good sort of run of form just before the World Cup and I think he scored about nine goals or ten goals by that point but but since the sort of well since the return after after the World Cup I think it's only one goal now so maybe not been on the best of form, so probably not as big a blow as what it would have been previously. I think having Timu Puki back is arguably one of the sort of well the more well benefit in, in terms of that because he's a, a player who knows where the back of the net is in the championship. Uh, maybe struggled a little bit this season compared to, to years gone by, but still I think he's got ten goals at this level and he's had sort of spells out with injury as well. So um still a, a pretty good return and, and Saturday marks his two hundredth appearance in, in Norwich City shirt, so quite a big milestone. For him personally, so I'm sure he's going to be chomping at the bit to to try and put one past Millwall aside that he often does like a goal against, obviously. And of course, you know, coming down from the Premier League and, and a lot of um, anticipation and a lot of expectation on the shoulders of the Norwich players, probably the supporters expecting to be perhaps challenging for the top two at least. Obviously, that's gone a little bit, um, a little bit against you in that sense, and obviously Burnley and Sheffield United appear to be in a you know a quite a strong position the playoffs 
of course, you finish in the top six. I think it's a successful season. Is the top six would the would a top six finish be a success? It, or would it? Does it have to be promotion? Yeah, I think if you'd have said it at the start of the season, anything but promotion would probably be deemed a failure. Uh, sort of mm-hmm. the hierarchy at the top of of the club were very adamant that you know we were we got the tools and the squad available to to bounce straight back to the Premier League and, and probably be better placed to to compete up there. Um, with sort of a bit more financial power. We've just had sort of some recent investment from some American. Um, but sort of based uh, owners, so they look like they're probably going to be taking the the full share of the club as well, sort of in the mm-hmm. sort of short to mid term. So that probably sort of sparked a little bit more optimism. But yeah, the, the season hasn't really panned out that way. Um, I think now, if you'd probably say to me you'll be in the top six, I'll probably take that, even if it isn't promotion back to the Premier League. I think that where we were probably at the halfway stage, it looked like probably more of a mid table finish, and and that was probably going to be deemed. A massive failure. So to get to the top six under David Wagner, sort of early doors would be would be an achievement, and then he'd probably have the the summer then to rebuild because we've got a, a lot of players out of contract. So um, it's going to be a massive rebuild job, and then go again next season, really. And Ben, the the Lions, I think I believe it's eight points from the last five. Which you say eight points from fifteen, it doesn't sound as good, but when you factor in that we've had to play Burnley and Sheffield United and taken four points off of those. We're probably in in as good a form as we've been in for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Now on the head there, Stephen, I think I looked at the run of fixtures, certainly against Sheffield United, Burnley, I would have taken a point. Probably me just being my pessimistic self more than anything else, but they're, they're tough fixtures, right? They are too... I mean, um, Stephen Warnock said that Burnley are probably the best team he's seen in the championship. So, yeah, I, I think we've done really well in recent weeks. I think, obviously, being at home is a massive advantage to us. I think it's going to be another tough game Saturday. Um, it's just been a real tough run of games for us. I've been really impressed in terms of how we've handled it. Given the size of our squad, we are thin on the ground. I think we saw that again this week. Um but yeah, just just been really impressed at how we've dug in and just kept us in and around the playoffs. I thought if we could just hang on to the coattails throughout this period, then I'd be really happy. The fact that we're still in there, still technically in our hands, and we've got the likes of Norwich who are chasing us. Yeah, just been super impressed with the squad and how we've handled it, really. So yeah, another big game Saturday, as I've said. But yeah, been a real tough run of games. And Ben, sticking with you, um, I'm going to ask you about our opponents on Saturday, Norwich. Have you been surprised at the season that, that they've been having? Is it a case of uh, perhaps a little bit of expecting to be in the, you know, challenging for the top two and perhaps found it a little bit more challenging or, or perhaps the World Cup has, hasn't done them and lots of other clubs any other favours? Yeah, I mean, I think naturally when Norwich do just yo-yo between the Premier League and the Championship, we all just automatically think the next season they're going to, nearly walk the league again or they're certainly going to be in the top two. I actually like really like Dean Smith and I thought he'd eventually get it right for Norwich but it's interesting what Adam says there he just never really got an identity or really got it going but yeah I really liked him so I thought at some point they would just pick up and get up there. Um, right where they are yeah I think so I think more than anything else I was just having a look at the league table then whilst you guys were chatting and they've lost 12 games this year and I think Probably that's that's quite a lot for them. Um, I'd imagine in all of their promotion pushes in the last few years, they probably wouldn't have lost that many games in total. So they've obviously 
yeah, lost more games than they would have liked. Um, I'm not surprised now they're climbing back the back up the table again. Just looking through the squad, it's just that lower Premier League sort of talent they've got in there, right? So, um, yeah, I'm surprised they're not up here with it within the automatic push. But as I said, if, if things weren't clicking with Dean Smith, then it's always it's always a, a tough. A tough league to get out of, isn't it? So certainly when things aren't going well. So um, yeah, well, I am surprised that they, they were knocking on the door for automatic promotion. But I think that that I'd imagine they're going to be one of our main competition come the end of the season for that fourth, fifth, or sixth spot in the in the playoffs. And Adam, obviously from a from a Norwich perspective, have you been surprised with the form of of Millwall, the the fact that this year we seem to be a little bit more consistent and at the moment occupying the playoffs? I think there's a few people out there that have potentially had us down as dark horses, which we have been for a number of seasons, but it's never quite materialised. Is there any sort of surprise that we're we're doing as well as we are from from a Norwich point of view? Yeah, I mean, early doors in the season when, when we played you guys, I was probably not as impressed as what I was hoping to be. I mean, you know, I think you'd won a, a few games previously. I think it was a late win at Swansea, wasn't it? Or a late point you got there. And I thought maybe that was going to be... a a benchmark for, for where you guys were going to be, probably more of a, a mid-table outfit, but being impressed with what Gary Rowett's done with, with you guys since his arrival in, in 2019, it feels like you've sort of been gradually building and, and you're now at a point where you can go and compete with sort of, you know, the top teams in this division, despite the fact, you know, financially are probably, you know, not in the same sort of category in terms of like us or, or the Burnleys or Sheffield United of, of the championship world. So um, definitely doing well to be punching above your weight and I mean to get into the playoff mix obviously as we all know it's a, a massive lottery and just a case of who turns up on the day so if you can keep yourselves in there then you know you give yourselves a massive fighting chance to, to get to the Premier League and once you get up there you kind of you turn your fortunes round, and then even if you come straight back down you then sort of become one of the, the teams in the championship to, to look out for and you've got the financial power I suppose a little bit more well, like what, what we guys us guys have got you know we're not really necessarily a, a Sort of rich club in terms of ownership but a lot of our money has been generated by just getting to the Premier League so uh, it certainly feels that if you guys could you know achieve that then you, you've definitely got a you know a relatively good future ahead of you um, under under Gary Rowett. And a question for you both I, I will start again with you Adam what have you made of the championship overall I, I think there's a lot been made that perhaps the quality outside of Burnley is it's perhaps less than what it has been in other seasons you know do you do you share that opinion? Is it a case of that perhaps financial fair play is now evening up the second tier, or, or do you think there perhaps is other other influences at play? Yeah, I think there's probably a mix of things. I mean, Norwich and, and Watford have both been very very poor, which you probably expected both of those to be sort of in the top top two mix. Um, companies just obviously got Burnley playing a, a really good brand of football, and, and they've been a class above, and, and their recruitment's been. You know, second to, to none in this division. Um, probably expected Sheffield United to be where they are, but I think the rest of the league is very open, which in some ways is what you want as a as a fan, probably as a, a neutral fan or certainly championship fans to to have a a league where anyone can can go up or anyone can get into the playoffs. So that's probably better than sort of years gone by, where you know, you've had sort of certain teams where you just kind of nail them on to to make the playoffs, and, and that typically comes true. Uh, there's not really sort of what I call big teams in this league either. You know, you look back sort of. Years gone by, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, uh, I could go on, you know, some really, really big clubs that, um, you know, probably expected to be in the top six where this season, if you look down the league, there's still some big teams in there, but probably not to the calibre of those. So um, that obviously helps in in making it a much more level playing field. And I think sort of the recruitment 
element now in, in these clubs. You know, they've got scouts across the world and they're picking out gems. I mean, like, like you guys with Fleming, you know, he's a, a superb talent and probably not class or someone that, you know, we didn't expect to do as well as he has done. So I think that probably is also a factor in it. Um, and yeah, it certainly makes it more of an enjoyable um, watch for, from a further afield. And Ben, obviously, I think we're perhaps a club. Um, we, we perhaps have to be on, a little bit honest with ourselves and say that we are perhaps benefiting that the quality of the league is perhaps not where it was maybe two, three years ago. But you still have to put in the hard yards. You still have to make sure that you pick up the results to put you in that position. Is it a surprise that, that we're perhaps doing as well as we are and the league is, is maybe a little bit more competitive? Yeah, I think it is a really level playing field this year, or certainly seems like it. And again, not to dwell on our last result, but I think any there was a lot of disappointment around the Luton game, the fact that we didn't want to go on to win it. But I think now we just look at any result away from home. And if you avoid defeat, I think it's a good result because it's always going to keep you in there, certainly for us now at the stage of the season that we're at. But generally, I think the level of quality, I mean, you look at the likes of Swansea down in 15th, they're a decent side. They're really struggling this season. It is just, I think it was interesting that Adam said we haven't got a standout team in the league this year in terms of a Newcastle or someone like that or someone that's really blowing it away. But we have, we've got a Burnley in there that, again, as Adam touched upon, the recruitment and what companies doing there is just phenomenal. Um, And it looks like they could turn out to be one of the better teams that we've seen in the Championship or had in the Championship in recent years. Am I surprised we're in the mix? Absolutely, I always am because... I'm very realistic in understanding our budget against, budget against other teams in the league and just looking again at the teams around us. I'd imagine, apart take Luton out of the mix, we would have probably a quarter of their wage budget, their transfer budget, etc. So I'm always surprised when we're mixing it at that top end of the league. But it's obviously great for us. And again, as Adam touched on, if we can just somehow manage to hang on into playoffs and somehow do the unthinkable, then it will change the fortunes of the club moving forward, hopefully, and we can look at increasing those sorts of budgets. But yeah, I think generally this year it is quite a level playing field in in the league, probably just taking out Burnley and Sheffield United, which makes our two results in recent weeks even more impressive. I'm gonna put before I bring it back to the game on Saturday, I'm gonna put you both on the spot. Um Adam, you're gonna get a little bit more time to think about this, so um that might benefit you. So Ben, I'm gonna start with you. 12 games to go for the majority of the teams. I think West Brom might have 13. I think they've got a game in hand out of all the sides that are going for the top six. I think they're the only one that, that still now have a game in hand. Give me four teams that are making the, the, the playoffs. Oh, you have put me on the spot. And luckily, I've got the lead table up next to me here. I'm going to say Middlesbrough, Norwich and Watford. Adam, your four. Yeah, I agree with Middlesbrough, Norwich and Mill. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think I'll probably just pit West Brom in there. I think they'll have a bit of a a late surge. um, And yeah, I, I can see... The likes of what they're falling away a little bit, so um, yeah, I think I think that'll be my fault. Can I just ask a question back to Adam? Yeah, go for it. If we both made the playoffs, do you think Norwich fans would be happy to play Millwall in the playoffs, or would you look at that and go, "That's a bit of a tough tie"? Yeah, I I think I'd fancy us more against you guys in the semis over two games. I think probably we just about have enough squad quality probably in terms of you know just enough to, to pip you guys over two games but certainly as a, as a one game shootout at Wembley if we would both make it then yeah I'd certainly be we take you know fearing the worst I think you know anyone can rock up to it till final and, and do a job on any side so um, yeah probably would fancy us more against you in, in the semis rather than the final Stephen what do you reckon would you take Norwich if we if we got there taking your personal I can't I can't do that. If uh, I've already said to what I say um, for the for the benefit of the viewers and listeners at home, my, a, a very good friend of mine is a Norwich fan, and if we travel into the game, he is going to be in the way and not Saturday. And we keep talking about the possibility of us playing each other in the playoffs, whether it be the semi final or the final. Um, <clears throat> Norwich are the one team I want. I would want to avoid purely because of my personal personal. Um, feelings towards it because I don't think I could um, face having to go down a pub with mate over the summer if Norwich were to beat us. In a footballing so taking that away, I think Norwich are a side that perhaps haven't hit the heights this year that they that they uh, would like. The quality of their squad is obviously very, very good. They've got some very good players and I think I actually agree, but from a Millwall perspective, I would rather play Norwich in a one-off game in the final than I would over two legs. Our record at Carrow Road is absolutely awful, and if you have to go there and get any form of result, I, I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be confident. Um, I think it's interesting that because I think I'd be the other way round, just purely because I know what it'd be like at the Den in a home leg of a playoff. And if we were say we finished fourth and Norwich finished fifth, I. I I'd like to think that that second leg at home, if we could just hang on in there, that 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 would be a massive advantage. I think that is just generally in the playoffs for us and generally speaking now, whoever we play, I don't think anyone's going to relish that trip in the playoffs coming to us at some point, whether it is first or second. I hope we can get that advantage. So that looks like we're going to have to finish fourth. So I don't think we're going to finish third. So I would like that advantage to be second and us to just hang on, as I say, in there in that first leg, whoever we play against, because I think, yeah, that, that second leg at home, we'd, we'd have the place absolutely rocking. Realistically, I think, and, uh, you know, this is just my personal opinion, I think us and Norwich, if we're going to make the playoffs, which I'll, I'll put my neck out, I think it will be Middlesbrough, Norwich, Millwall, and I think I, I actually am going to go with West Brom as well. I think they might just do it. I think they might just sneak in there. But I think for for Millwall and Norwich, I think the highest place, realistically, I think that for us to finish, I, I don't think we'll finish third or fourth, which would mean we would have the home leg at the first leg at the Den, which I agree, not many teams are going to want to come to the Den and, and uh, in that first leg. 
but that's why I think if with where Norwich are concerned, I would rather play them uh, away from home first. But I don't think we're we're going to get going to get that luxury. But who knows? I mean, the championship's crazy this year. You you, you don't really know. He could he could. It, a team could put sort of run together like Coventry and sneak in. And I think as as Adam touched on earlier, the fact of the matter is the championship is for a neutral, a fantastic league to watch. You never know who's going to really pick up results. And I think that's why it's, it's exciting. I think that's why it's, it's growing and, and in popularity, excuse me, bringing it, bringing it back to the game um, on Saturday. It's obviously a big game. It's two clubs going for the playoffs. I think, we're looking at a sellout. I believe I'm under the impression that the Norwich end has sold out. I think all the tickets have been <clears throat> have been bought, and I believe Mill, uh, the Mill home ends are, are very close to being a sellout. So it should be a good atmosphere. Adam, obviously with with Josh um, Sargent perhaps missing the game, we've already touched on Timo Puki. Is there anybody else that the Lions will need to to sort of keep an eye on? Any sort of standout performers at the moment? You know, I think Gabriel Sara is probably the man to look out for in midfield. Uh, we spent it was about six million pounds plus plenty of add-ons um, on the Brazilian midfielder. They brought him in from Sao Paulo, um, very young player, just twenty-three still. Um, it sort of took him a little bit of time to adapt to the league. He also was injured towards the latter stages of last year in Brazil, so he didn't really hit the ground running early doors. But certainly under David Wagner himself and Kenny McLean as sort of the, the double in the midfield have, have really struck a great partnership. Uh, he's been scoring some goals in recent home games and some really nice goals too from, from distance. Um, he's technically a very good midfielder. He's very good on the ball. He's got very good vision in terms of passing. So he's kind of been the, the spine of the team at the moment. And he's the man who sort of helps us build up um, in terms of getting forwards. And that kind of helps us in terms of our wide men. Uh, Onel Hernandez is a player that on his day can, can terrorise fullbacks uh, very quick. Um, probably the criticism is is his final stuff, uh, sort of end product in the final third has sometimes been lacking, but he's certainly improving on that under, under David Wagner. So I'd say Gabriel Sarah is probably the main man to look out for, but yeah, Kenny McLean, Onel Hernandez and, and Marquinhos as well, who've just brought in on loan from Arsenal. He scored and got an assist on his debut last weekend, and I'd imagine... He'll be retaining his place on Saturday, so he's someone as well, very young, very quick, um, and again, someone to, to look out for in terms of your full legs. And outside of, obviously, Sergeant's injury, is there any other injury doubts in the squad? How, how are you guys looking at the moment? Yeah, we've got, we've got a fairly fully fit squad. There's a few sort of more longer-term injuries. Uh, a young player, Jonathan Rowe, who sort of had high expectations at the start of the season. He's still out injured at the moment. Uh, Kieran Dow's probably the really, really big blow. We lost him. Uh, he's, well, under David Wagner, he scored, I think it's five goals uh, or four goals and, and sort of numerous assists. And he kind of been the key creator. Uh, unfortunately, he picked up an injury that, that's now going to rule him out probably until sort of the end of or mid-April time. So that's most of the run-in now, which is a huge blow for us. But um, thankfully, we've got sort of, as as a side in, in the Championship, we are well-stocked in terms of quality players in, in the ranks that could come in and replace him. So uh, that's another uh, key blow. But uh, the same with Isaac Hayden, another one we brought in in the summer, uh, a well-rounded sort of Premier League Championship midfielder. Um, unfortunately, we've not seen a lot of him due to injuries. So that's one that Unfortunately, we've not seen a lot of him, so it's hard to retake. But uh, definitely a player that I think if we'd have had available could have uh, made an impact this season. It's always what you really want to hear, isn't it? The opposition coming on saying we're just stacked with Premier League quality all over the pitch. Doesn't matter who's injured, doesn't matter. Brilliant. Really looking forward to Saturday. Now, cheers, Adam. (laughs) 
I was hoping when I asked that question about the fitness of the squad that he might have, that you might have said Adam, oh no, there's three or four missing, and we're we're missing this player, we're missing this player. So, when um, and <laughs> for, for obviously any any of our friends from Norwich that that perhaps are listening to the show uh, when this when this does go out, um, it's not looking good in the sense of the injury front at the moment, is it for the Lions? We're we're in a position where we're we're missing a few, and the numbers are are kind of adding up a little bit, aren't they? They are. They're slowly creeping up. I think, again, not to labour a point too much, but we've had a really tough four games. Fifth with Saturday. Um, we looked leggy at Stoke. We looked leggy against Luton. I think it is deciding to catch up with us. The injury list is is ever-growing. The guys we got in January and Watmore and Burke, they look like they've got some sort of niggles and I think that was one of the concerns when we brought those guys in that they hadn't played a huge amount of football we're now asking them to pretty much play Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday they've come in and played a couple of games and yeah they doesn't look their fit I think the biggest miss and we know your your main man here Stephen George Savile I'm just hoping he's back Saturday I think we really missed him Tuesday night it might be a bit of a blessing that he did just miss out on the squad but um, and he was a bit tired hopefully it is just that but yeah, look, we, we we know we're sitting on the ground. The guys are doing a great job at the minute. Um, but yeah, that injury list is, is slowly starting to mount. I think it is just purely because of the, the hectic schedule that we've had. And again, again, for the benefit, obviously, for, for Norwich fans that are listening to, to the show, the obvious answer to this question is Ian Fleming coming and, and playing absolutely fantastic at the moment. Who else would you say in, in a mill shirt at the moment that uh, would be one for, for those guys to look out for? Yeah, well, it was interesting, Adam, just saying about Hernandez. I actually just looked at where he played against us last time. And I'm hoping it is down the left-hand side. And we have got Danny Mack there because I think he's been our most improved player since Christmas, I'd say. Um, I, I, I called out Billy Mitchell on the show a few weeks back. Um, he would be my man to look out for. He's probably our most improved player this season. But unfortunately, he's going to be out with an injury. Um, but Danny Mack's just been absolutely brilliant. Puts in a shift week in, week out. He's going to wind a few of your lads up, I'd imagine, Adam. And if he's a, a nippy winger down the left-hand side, I'd imagine he's going to yeah have a tackle or two to deal with and some, some antics to, to get in his face. But yeah, Danny Mack's been brilliant. I thought he was superb again Tuesday night. Again, was just a real pain in the arse for Luton. Um, I say it's disappointing that the likes of Billy Mitchell do miss out on a game like this because I think he'd really help us. Um, but yeah, Danny Mack would be my main man. And of course, uh, it would be, be unfair of me not to call out Bradders because again, he's put in a real shift over the last four or five games and he's a very streaky forward. I've mentioned it before. Hopefully he can carry his goal scoring form into Saturday. But yeah, if I was picking out two, it would be Bradders and, and Danny Mack. Most people probably know about Bradshaw. Obviously been in the league for a while and been around the block with Barnsley, etc. But Danny Mack's a youth prospect of ours who's, who's really improved this year. And uh, I'm going to again put you both on the spot. Adam, you can go first this time. So, Ben, you get a little bit more time to have a, to have a little bit of a think about this. Adam, how do you think the game's going to go on Saturday? And are, are you going? And can I have a prediction from you? Yeah, I'm making the trip down to London tomorrow night. I've got a good friend of mine from university, so I'm uh, going to visit him tomorrow evening. And then I'm in the press box on Saturday covering it for for us. So, uh, really looking forward to it. It's it's probably kind of a, a bit of a statement game for us. Our recent games have kind of been against teams towards the bottom of the division. Um, so the positive sort of form and the upturn of form 
maybe skewed a little bit. I mean, we have been averaging two points per game under David Wagner, but as I kind of already stated, other than Burnley, we've not really played a a tough opposition yet. So the first chance to real really put you know put our, our wits against a, a sort of fellow playoff contender feels like a, a big opportunity. I think there's only one defeat in eleven games against you guys for us, so that's a, a record that I think we'd like to try and maintain. Also, you guys not lost a home game as well since September so someone's got uh, something to lose on, on Saturday um, I think we're bottom as well of the sort of, uh, all the teams in the top 10 that have faced each other I think we're bottom of that table we've only won against two of them uh, one of them obviously is you guys and then Sunderland's the other one and strangely enough they are on next two games so it feels like our season probably hinges a little bit on the next two games if we can kind of come unscathed and ideally pick up four points I'd be relatively happy with that um and I think, well, I think on our preview show earlier on today, um, me and my colleague both said draw. So uh, I'm going to go for a 1-1 and I'll probably take it as long as we then go back to Carrow Road and beat Sunderland next Sunday on Sky, then uh, that would be a, a pretty good return. So yeah, 1-1 is my prediction. Before I, before I come on to you, Ben, I think if, if you're near the bottom of that form list against the sides in the top 10, I don't think we're much above, too far um, off of you because our, our record against the sides, I think apart from, I think Watford who we've beat twice, and I think Middlesbrough. Sheffield United. And Sheffield United, yeah. that We've, we've won a few, but our, our record against the, the teams around us, I think they showed a graphic on Sky the other night yeah, it did. against the Luton game, and it's not great. So it's two sides who have found themselves in a really strong position, but don't seem to be beating the teams around them. Sometimes, you know, you have to beat, you can only beat what's in front of you, and if you beat the teams at the bottom of the league, you're still going to give yourself a chance. But I think it'll be a, I do think it'll be a tight game. Ben, Coming to you, if you say that Mill are going to lose, I don't think I'm ever going to do a show with you again. Um, how do you think the game's going to go on Saturday? And can I get a prediction from you, please? Do you know what? I don't think I've ever said that. I think I've just always said a pessimistic one-all draw. Um, <laughs> look, we, we, we keep talking about this, but it's kind of the run, the last game in a, a run of really tough fixtures for us. I'm just hoping we can have one more big push Saturday. I think it's, again, a really massive game for us in terms of just keeping Norwich at arm's length in terms of the playoff push. I would absolutely take a point now, Adam, if you want to take that one or draw, not kick a ball. I'm more than happy with that. I would yeah, absolutely take it. Our record against you guys is nothing short of appalling. Um, yeah, and as I said, we, we looked leggy the last two games. The, the injuries are now starting to catch up. That being said, we are getting a couple back. Putch, hopefully, will be back. Leonard's first, first full game. Tuesday night for for a long time so we are getting a couple back as well but yeah the squad's looking a bit thin we've got an easier couple of fixtures now not to say that any of the fixtures in the championship are easy but they're against Swansea Huddersfield now another tough game against West Brom so you'd like to think if we can just keep the momentum up somehow avoid defeat go into the next two games and 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 look at them and try and yeah win those it's going to obviously help us but yeah, I'd absolutely take a point now. I I I do I sort of echo that sentiment. I, I would if if you offer me a point right now, uh, I would take it. For the benefit of I say having a, a very close friend who supports Norwich, I am going to have to put my neck on the line and say that uh the Lions will will, will win the game. Uh, I'll go with a gritted teeth two one, but I would take a point uh if it was offered to me offered to me right now. I think the big thing for us from from um, the last couple of games is if the fitness of George Savile 
I really think if, if Sav is back in the squad and back in the first team, that's going to give everyone such a boost. If he's not, you can kind of sense that the, the supporters will think the midfield didn't quite work against Luton. And I think based on obviously what Adam said, them having sort of quality in the midfield area, that could be that could be a, sort of a potential danger sign for us. But if Savile is in there, he'll be up for a scrap and he'll be up for, for the, the challenge against obviously some, some very good uh, players on Saturday. Um, that's that's kind of it for, for the Inside Man uh, show this evening. Adam, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for, for giving up your time to talk to us about all things Norwich. I will wish you good luck uh, for Saturday. Don't really mean it, but I have to be polite. Um, I'm sure it'll be a good game. And I hope you, I don't know if you've been to uh, the Den previously, but I hope you enjoy uh, the game on Saturday to a certain extent. My camera's going funny. Um, Mickey's going to love that in the edit. Ben, as always, it's a pleasure to to have you on the show. Thank you very much for for uh, giving your thoughts from a, from a mill point of view. And I hope the Norwich fans, if they listen to this, will will enjoy will enjoy what you what you've had to say. Thanks, mate. At least you've uh, listened to me tonight, and Mickey hasn't been able to meet me, so it's nice to be able to get my opinion out. Yeah, we're never going to let him hear the end of that. <laughs> Absolutely not. As I say, this has been the Inside Man with um, Adam from Pinkton uh, Paper, obviously covering all things Norwich. Um, anybody listening to uh, to, the, to the show, thank you very much for, for tuning in. This will go out as a podcast, I believe, the only hours of tomorrow, which is Friday. It will also go out on Spotify and YouTube uh, later on in the day, so you can catch it on all the usual channels. If uh, you like what you hear or you want to get involved, feel free to follow all the social media accounts, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, at that Millwall pod. We're more than happy to get new guests on the show. Or if you're an opposition fan that perhaps would like to to get involved with one of these inside men, then feel free to, to contact us and we'll, we'll get you on the show. As I say, big game for the Lions on Saturday. The might of Norwich City um, travelling to the Den should be a sold-out crowd, which will always add to the atmosphere. From Adam's point of view, I'm sure he's hoping for a Canary win. From mine and Ben, we're hoping for a Lions win, but I'm sure it'd be a good game between two sides going for the top six. That's been the, This has been That Mill Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.